Welcome back. This is Apologetics for Tweens, and I'm Tom Griffin. Today we're going to review a common complaint from non-believers about the Canaanite destruction. Does it show that God is evil? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for how you bless us all each day. I pray that everyone who needs to hear this message will find it, and that will lead them to the truth and a deep belief in you that they can maintain for life. Amen. Before we unpack this story and concern, let me state something that's a, I guess I'd call it a pet peeve of mine about non-believers. We see this very often. They're hypocritical in their claims. First, they claim God is evil because he allows evil and suffering in the world. We addressed this in a previous podcast. But then when God actually delivers judgment on evil, they claim he's an evil monster and cruel. You can't have it both ways. In addition, by what standard of goodness do they make these claims? If God does not exist, evil is merely an opinion. We had a podcast about this also. And if the non-believer claims something is evil, they must determine what the standard of goodness is to make such a comparison. So as Frank Turk demonstrates in his book, Stealing from God, they assume there is some standard of goodness, and then they claim he is evil. But actually, they don't believe he exists anyway. It's all kind of muddled and incoherent thinking. The answer to this problem and the Canaanite events specifically is that God has to balance two parts of his nature that are equally important, his all-loving nature and his all-just nature. He does so in just the right way throughout the events. The story of the Canaanite destruction is frequently used by non-believers to attempt to persuade others to believe that God is some kind of moral monster. And here's a quote from a leading atheist scientist, Richard Dawkins, about those events. Quote, The God of the Old Testament was a vindictive, bloodthirsty, ethnic cleanser, a genocidal, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. Now, you can look up some of those words in the diction, dictionary later, but I'll just tell you they're not compliments. Let's look into this more deeply. As background, God freed the Israelites from slavery in Egypt after over 400 years. During that 400-year period in the land of Canaan, the promised land, those that dwelled there, called Canaanites, were increasingly increasingly more and more evil during that 400-year period. They practiced wicked rituals, such as burning babies as sacrifices to made-up gods like Molech. One practice placed babies onto the open arms of a statue of Molech that had been heated by fire to extreme temperatures. The babies were burned up. After 400 years, God ended his patience with them at the same time the discipline of the Israelites came to a close. The intersection of the timing was that God promised the land of Canaan to the Israelites. But there was also a 40-year period in the wilderness while the Israelites had to learn patience and faith. 
Eventually, they reached the promised land of Canaan and crossed over the Jordan, led by Joshua, while Moses was left behind and passed on soon after. Now, earlier, Moses had told the people that God gave a command to possess the land and drive out the Canaanites. Deuteronomy 1 verse 8 says, See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. But the Israelites were slow to believe and follow the commands. You're, you remember that spies were sent out and came back and gave a fearful report that the Canaanites were big and strong and the cities fortified. So God had to become more forceful in his command to possess the land. And in Deuteronomy 7, he commanded them that after the Lord would defeat them, they should destroy them totally and all women, children, and animals as well. Now, I agree this is all a bit scary and tough discipline by God on the Canaanites. But does it mean God was arbitrary and mean, even evil? In this command and event? No, he wasn't. Let's review some of the reasons why he was not. We already mentioned that the Canaanites were wicked for 400 years and becoming increasingly so, even torturing and murdering babies as sacrifices in horrible manners. They were ripe for judgment. And next, God initially told the Israelites to possess the land but they were weak and scared and kept losing faith, so he had to make more forceful commands. The reason God wanted everyone and everything destroyed is because he knew they would take Canaanite wives for themselves otherwise, and that they would deceive them into worshiping other gods and even restarting the evil sacrifice practices. And God was right in this because they actually never did destroy everyone and did end up taking some Canaanite wives. But what about the innocent children and babies? Well, based on most Christians' beliefs that babies go to heaven, this was actually a blessing to be spared the inevitable future of growing up and following the same wicked practices and then never being able to enter heaven. No, everyone had to be destroyed. And as for the animals, it just makes sense to remove every remnant of this evil society. The Bible uses language after the destruction, such as wiped out and annihilated. But as elsewhere in the Bible, such language may be more of an exaggeration than exactly literal. Scholarly studies have made the case that this idea of annihilated or destroyed also has a connotation like when a football team today beats a rival 41 to nothing and the newspaper the next day and the fans say they annihilated their opponent. So even God's command to destroy may be perceived in a lesser light than initially indicated. But even so, are you worried about God delivering judgment, delivering his wrath? God is all loving, but his patience must end at some point when circumstances reach a point of no return and requires discipline. 
But don't ever think he doesn't discipline even his own. You need look no further than the Israelites' defeats and subsequent captivity by the Assyrians and then the Babylonians and allowing them to be enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. Sometimes people are so stubborn, and I was one of them, that God must discipline them and even break them down before they turn back to him. Although that may entail struggles and even suffering, in the long run, restoration of faith in God and following his commands again is the best outcome for us and shows that God loves us. Have your parents ever disciplined you? Was it because they're evil and mean or because you know they love you and did it because it was the best way for you to learn and mature? Don't doubt God's love, but neither doubt that he sometimes disciplines us for our own good. Amen. Take care, friends.